According to Fox, according to Fox, 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 Fox. Hello, welcome to another episode of According to Fox. I'm your host, A Fox. It's been a little minute. I'm sorry, guys. You know, I'm getting back in the swing of things. School is back. This is my last year. Your girl will be graduating very soon. Um, and a lot has been happening. February is a real, like, celebratory month because we have the Grammys usually. Um, we have the Super Bowl. We have the All-Star Weekend, which is happening this week. Next week, I think, is the Oscars. And the NAACP Awards come on, well, last night. So, yeah, it's a real busy month for events and award shows. And I need to be at an All-Star Weekend game at some point in my life. Like, just Saturday, too. I'm not even trying to go to the actual game. I just need to see the Saturday festivities. Like, for myself, I really enjoy those. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. So the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions yet again. I was not, I didn't want them to win. And I just didn't want it to be the Taylor Swift Super Bowl. I just feel like I'm a football fan. And it felt tainted this year. It did. It just felt like all eyes was on her all season. And I hated every part of it. Um, There's a lot of people there. I think it was the most, actually it definitely was the most viewed Super Bowl in history. And it might have been the most viewed, like, broadcast ever. So it was between, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers. And I feel like the 49ers, it was their game to lose. Like, they really made the decision to lose that game because I don't understand what happened. They were doing great. Everybody said, don't count Mahomes out, but Mahomes ain't Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady you don't count out. Patrick Mahomes, uh, I guess, you know. Not a big to-do, but it was the most watched program ever in the United States at 123.7 million viewers. And at the halftime show, this was the first time that I've been that girl who was like, this, I'm only here for the halftime show. Like, dead ass. I feel like. Because <laughs> I've never been that girl before. And I'm telling you, like, I'm a sports girl. I was literally here for that halftime show. Usher's performance, they said, um, average 129.3 million viewers. So I believe Usher topped the Super Bowl. People were like 6 million extra people tuned in to watch Usher. So that's a big deal. So let's go through his set list. I think he did an amazing job. There were so many people who was like, oh, he didn't play any hits. And I want to know where they were. And I want to know what they thought his hits were because he literally played almost every hit song he has and he has more but these are the most vital songs that he has all the singles and releases like i don't know what they wanted from my guy because he 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 put on a motherfucking show he brought out her he brought out alicia keys she started off on a bad note quite literally but she looked amazing the red dress the red piano all that shit was beautiful Going across the whole like stadium and damn near looked like Will I Am came out, and at first I thought it was Kanye, and I was like defeated. Like, why would you bring Kanye out? 
But then I look, I'm like, oh, it's Atlanta. It's probably CeeLo Green. Child, Will I am looks so different. He had the helmet on so nobody could really see his face. He ain't have no beard to look like. He looked like CeeLo for a second and Kanye. He did not look like himself. Of course, he brought little um little John Ludacris out. It was a vibe. It was a real vibe. So the set list went with he started off with caught up, then went to you don't have to call. And you know he started singing superstar. He had to hit that note, and everybody was singing that note. I know I was. Loving this club. I if I ain't got you, the Alicia Keys song, My Boo with him and Alicia Keys, Confessions Part Two, Nice and Slow. Let it burn, and with Let It Burn, he had um her doing the guitar riff that um happens at the bridge of the song, and then she introduced Bad Girl on the guitar too. So yeah, Bad Girl's up next, and you got it bad. Then um Oh My God, and Turn Down for What, Lil John, dun 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 dun. Everybody like everybody likes that song, and Yeah by Lil John, Ludacris. And Usher, and it says Will I Am, but he now that's on. He put on a show. I think that was like the best halftime show I've ever seen. Ever seen. Because everybody's like, oh, Michael Jackson and Prince. I don't remember those. I think when Michael Jackson performed, I had to be really young. And I think Prince performed when I was born. I don't remember those. From my memory banks, from my mental Rolodex, Usher had the best Super Bowl halftime performance. And not only that, he had the nerve to he has a concert coming up i want to go so bad but these tickets yo these concerts have to stop being rent money it's too much money with these concerts these days i'm not understanding are you supposed to give up blood to see your favorite artist i feel like that's what you have to you have to literally go hey take my plasma take something so you can see your favorite artist perform because the the prices are ridiculous absolutely ridiculous i'm a go but ridiculous it's i thought we was in inflation i thought this was a recession it's so much happening <laughs> where are we getting all this money from i don't know but um he has he actually added so many new shows since the super bowl so it's about to be a big deal for usher um he dropped a new album so far i'm not really feeling it i'll give it another shot but i don't know it's it's giving me Chris Brown. I feel like Chris Brown has no cohesive albums and they're all over the place. And this is what I should give me. He's giving me like Chris Brown caliber stuff. And I know a lot of y'all team breezy. I ain't nothing against him. I'm just saying his albums don't really mesh well for me. And oh yeah, in lieu of this, it was Usher's night, right? And I love me some Ursha. Y'all know that y'all queen had to just, just step in and say, hold on Usher, give me one second. Beyonce drops two songs. Um, one's called Texas Hold, and the other one's called 16 Carriages, and they're country. So apparently the announcement is that Renaissance 2 is coming out, and the genre this time is country. So the first one was dance, and they're saying that Beyonce's doing this to show how much black people like started these genres and like this is the music that we that we made at first, you know what I'm saying? We were the originators of this. And I don't, I don't want to say taking it back, but I guess like giving us the credit that's due. And I don't care for Texas Holden, but I do like that 16 carriages song. The difference between this Renaissance and the last Renaissance for me, I don't like dance music. Never did. Don't fuck with dance music. Country music is different. 
Your girl like country music. I love Shania Twain. Like so bad. I love me some Faith Hill. I really I like Dolly Parton a lot. Jolene, nine to five. The original I Will Always Love You. I fucks with country music. So I would listen to it because I listen to country music. And I like I know it sounds weird to say, but there are soulful country singers like Chris Stapleton, the one that sings Tennessee Whiskey. I love that song. That's a country song. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I, I like country music. I'm not one of those people like, oh, I don't listen to that shit. Yes, I do. Again, Shania Twain. That's like my favorite person. I, I love her so much. Either way, oh, I feel like a woman such a good song. Sorry, sorry. Backpedaling. 16 Carriages Goes Hard. That song's fire. I would listen to this album. I would probably bang this album all day. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to be feeling this Renaissance too album. Um, but yeah, she released that. So there's going to be another tour. Everybody get y'all money up. Because if Usher's asking for rent money, Beyonce asking for the mortgage. So I don't know. The mortgage and the car, no, and the insurance. So we all got to get our coins up. Because to be honest, these rich artists are just getting richer. And we just getting poorer, just going to see them. I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what happened last week. Um, dude, childish stuff is happening as well. So Jacquees had a rough couple weeks. Apparently, Trey Songs beat him up and pulled his dreadlocks out. And I was bothered by that situation because he said Trey Songs came in here talking about rape. I don't think anybody comes in anywhere talking about rape. I really don't. I don't even think R. Kelly starts off a conversation like, hey, did you know I raped somebody today? Like, I don't think that's a regular conversation for anyone to have. And apparently one thing led to another, and Jacquees got washed. One thing about Trey Songz, he does he does fight. I've heard plenty of stories that Jay, he gets it cracking. He gets it shaking. Like, regardless, he's going whipping the gas. He's from Virginia. So... I think people keep forgetting that Virginia is different. Virginia's like the Bronx of the South. Either way, so he he goes, Jacquees, grown-ass man, goes on a rant on Instagram about how he got his ass whipped by another grown-ass man. Then his ex-girlfriend, Dreezy, the rapper, comes out and kind of outs his little text messages to her because he's dating DeAndre Sanders. Um, Coach Pond's daughter, and it turns out she might be pregnant. Deandra, you are beautiful, and you are tall. Why are you with this man? And why would you let him knock you up? Do you know who your daddy is? You know your brother. Like looking at your gorgeous, beautiful family. Her entire family is beautiful. You gonna have a baby by? A prepubescent ninja turtle because he ain't teenage yet. He's still very small. I don't understand, sis. I hope you aren't pregnant. But oh, by God, I hope you ain't pregnant. DeAndre, you could have got you somebody in NFL. You could have got you an NBA player, a better looking singer. You could have got anybody in the world, but you stuck with Jacquees. Anyway, so these girls going back and forth on Instagram, and then Dreezy drops a song basically saying, like, um, I got your nigga and your nigga wants me, but I don't want him. And it's like, she's beautiful too. Like y'all really over here squabbling over Jacquees. So Jacquees typed something. He put some type of song out, basically trying to get DeAndre back after the whole 
Treasy song comes out with her dissing DeAndre. DeAndre writes how she's over it and she don't need to deal with this. And Jacquees like does one last ditch effort of trying to get his woman back. And he posts it on Instagram because what else do you do when you're that age? You just post everything on Instagram so the world can know that you're embarrassing her. And underneath the comment, Dreezy said, oh, well, yeah, make sure you get back to her because I don't want you anymore. It's like, if you don't want him, why do you care? Why do you care so much about what he writes to his girl? Why do you care so much about him still being with his girl, but you don't want him? You just want to be able to say that you don't want him. It's just like very childish. That's why I said, that's how I started off. It's childish because that shit is childish. Like, if you don't want the nigga, you don't want the nigga. There's no reason to tell that girl, I can have your man whenever I want to, but I don't want him. And you stupid for being with him, but you stupid for even paying his attention. Like, ugh, whatever. I just want both of them to leave him alone, especially DeAndre. DeAndre, come on, girl. Come on. You seen your daddy? Your daddy fine as fuck still. Like, girl, what's happening? And other news about this Young Thug case. This case needs a movie and not a Tubi movie. I need to see an actual movie on this Young Thug case. Every time I feel like it can't get more outrageous, it does. So it turns out that Young Thug's lawyer has been arrested on gang charges. You heard it. His lawyer has been arrested. I've never heard of such a thing in my life. So it says YSL defense attorney, Nicole Fagan arrested on gang charges, and she has been charged with participation in criminal street gang activity and criminal solicitation to commit the offense of tampering with evidence. So according to the Atlanta PD, it says in 2022, APD was investigating a double shooting on the northwest side of the city, and police learned that Fagan had contacted a suspect in the shooting, warning him about active warrants for his arrest. APD confirmed. More info. It gets better. Fagan provided information she had learned during a preliminary hearing related to the shooting and advised the subject. Sub, why well, can't say suspect? Suspect to dispose of his phone as police were going to arrest him. She was not representing him at the time. So I'm guessing the suspect is Young Thug. Fagan is charged with what I just told you she's charged with. I'm guessing she was Young Thug's ear to the streets. This white girl, <laughs> if you go to her Instagram, <laughs> you would think Lil Dirk or, or Lil Baby or G Herbo is running that page. She got a whole bunch of a stack of bills and she's she spelled out the word broke. She's talking about how people be snitching on themselves. And if you a lawyer, you, you got to come over here. Like she really has the most urban Instagram I've ever seen. And it's, it's public. She wasn't trying to hide that at all. So now she got arrested. I don't know when she's getting out. I don't know if she's out already. I don't know if she got hit with the Rico too. Like this is insane. This whole, I don't know what's going to happen. I know whatever happens after this case, I need a movie. Maybe a Stars or HBO limited series would be amazing. Because if it's Stars, I guess 50 Cent going to have to do it. Because he does everything on Stars. But HBO, oh my God. If Michael K. Williams was alive, the role he would have. Like, he, they kept him paid. We need that Young Thug trial movie or series ASAP. We need that. Because this is crazy.
In more somber news, the Super Bowl parade that happens after every team wins their city throws them a parade. Um, it was met with tragedy this year. So there's a shooting, and I don't know who would do something like that. And I feel like it's despicable. Like, humans are really trash. There's a shooting outside the parade, and there are, like, thousands of people, tens of thousands gathered at these parades. And somebody decides to shoot, and it's just like, and it seems like they're children. They're under 17 years old. Um, And they were charged, but just because they're children, they don't release their names. One person was killed, and she was a DJ. Her name was Lisa Lopez. And, well, Lisa, it's not going to be her last name, but I know she's a hyphenate. And um, 22 other people were injured. 22 people. It was just, like, terrible. Um, Apparently, they it was by the train station. There's a station there that's, like, heavily populated. And that's where the shooting began. And Taylor Swift, like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of her, but she donated $100,000 to the family of the deceased woman, and so did Travis Kelsey. It's very sad that you can't even, like, celebrate your team's win without violence. Like, this gun situation is just ridiculous. And at these parades, it's always, like, heavy police activity, and it still couldn't be contained or stopped for 22 people to be injured. And I'm sure 22 people weren't shot, but it was more so, like, you know, probably running, trying to get out the way, falling, all kinds of things of that nature. And it's it's tragic, and it shouldn't have happened. My prayers go out to the family of the lady who passed away and those who were injured. But, yeah, like, we got to keep the guns out of here and put the guns away for five seconds. My goodness. Um. Well, this, this weekend, the All-Star game happened, and usually Friday is the Celebrity All-Star game and the Rookie Sophomore Challenge, and then Saturday is the Skills Challenge when you get the point guards and everybody to do that. Then it's a three-point shootout. Then it's a slam dunk contest. So as far as the Celebrity Basketball game, Chris Brown released something stating how he was invited to the game and all of a sudden the NBA sent him a letter disinviting him to the game because of, I guess, his background, his his past mistakes. And he they blamed it on Ruffles, the, the food company, well, the potato chip company. And he was very upset about it. He he let the whole internet know that he was not <laughs> he was disinvited. <laughs> so um, he wrote a scathing letter about how he's only going to go where he's welcomed, and f the NBA and f Ruffles. So Ruffles made a statement on Twitter. I mean, sorry, on Instagram because again, this is what people do now, and said, "Wasn't us? We found out about it the same time y'all did," and it's a shrug emoji so chris brown then goes on his stories and writes at ruffles and five hats which is cap i guess cap 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 i guess y'all trying to save face now stand on business don't try to make it look like i'm tripping you and the nba representatives know exactly what y'all are doing 
I have no reason to lie. Y'all know I don't chase clout. I don't know who taught y'all niggas that word, but I hope I hate that word so much because y'all use it for everything. The only reason they responded is because of all Team Breezy fans flooding they shit. Stop fucking playing with me. See how fake this shit is? Cowards. This is in all caps. Y'all know damn well I ain't lying because I never be on this type of time. I mean, yeah, you be on this type of time all the time. These bitches <laughs> ruffled in parentheses. <laughs> he put them in parentheses. This good grandma. I give him that. Just trying to save face. Oh, and you turned off them comments too, I see. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> nobody got time. <laughs> Chris Brown is an uh, angry something. Like, he is super angry. Um, I, I'm not going to say I don't understand his frustration. I do. But I, it's just like, is it that serious? Chris, just don't go. Like, I don't know why everybody had to tell the internet. And this is what my the topic is going to be about because everybody has to run and tell the internet everything, every grievance they have. And I'm not understanding why. But Chris Brown wasn't there. And honestly, it was a trash, to me, it was a trash, Um, I want to say Friday as a whole. I didn't get to really see the um, rookie sophomore challenge like I usually do. I was actually outside. Look at me, y'all. I'm outside. But I was watching the celebrity game, and at one point, the only celebrities I knew were the were the best were the football players. So it was C.J. Stroud on Stephen A. Smith's team, and Micah Parsons on um what's his name Shay Shay's team. I never forgot Shannon Sharp. Now they got me calling that grown ass man Shay Shay. Um, Shannon Sharp team. I know Jennifer Hudson was supposed to play. I know Casa not was supposed to play. I know a few people that were supposed to play, but when I was watching it in that club. I only recognized them two, and they was on opposite teams. So it wasn't given the way it's been given all these past couple years. Like, I really be known as celebrities usually. I couldn't really see anybody that I recognized for real. So that was, like, blah to me. The skills challenge, I was going for Anthony Edwards so bad, and they had, like, three different, like, challenges for them to do. And it was Anthony Edwards. Who else was with him? Cause they had the paces and then they had the, the number, the rookies. Yeah. So it's Anthony Edwards, Victor Webin Yama, I believe. And I want to say Pablo, um, Honchero and they didn't do anything. Like they didn't make anything. They had the paces and I'm missing something. I'm missing a whole squad that was there because it was three squads. And see how forgettable it was? It was three squads. And the Anthony Edwards team couldn't make nothing hit. Nothing was going in. Um, I don't know who they was. Damn it, I got to look it up. I think it was Scoot Henderson. I truly I truly can't tell you. <laughs> but um, that was okay. The three-point shootout, I was going for Dame Dollar. Um, he did win. And Carl Tom Carl Towns was like right. I was about to say Carl Thomas. Carl Towns is right behind him. He actually broke whose score? He broke. He's supposed to have twenty five to um basically win, and he made twenty six. So shout out to Dame. You know this Dame time all the time. Then for a cute little matchup, something that they never did in the All Star game before. 
It was Sabrina Ionescu. I've been calling that girl Ionescu for mad long versus Steph Curry. So she did play with a WNBA ball and those are lighter, but she did shot shoot from the NBA um three-point line. So she gave us a quite a disadvantage and she dropped 25. Right? No, she dropped 26. She dropped the same amount as Dane Lillard. And mind you, that was the highest score at the three-point shootout. Nobody else shot 26. So she's shooting at the same level as the rest of NBA players. Come to Steph's turn, Steph beats her by one point, I believe. So he ends up winning the three-point contest, but they kind of want to make it a thing next year and see if it'll be Klay Thompson and Caitlin Clark. And I think that'll be a really good look. Like I like the fact that we're getting more involved with the WNBA and things like that. And the dunk contest, snooze fest. Snooze fest. Like, Mac McClung came back, and my thing is, if y'all not going to give this kid an NBA contract, stop bringing him back for the slam dunk contest. It's rude. It's rude. Y'all bring this kid back to work all the time, but y'all don't really give him the job. Like, if being a two-time slam dunk champion ain't the fucking audition of an NBA team, I don't know what to tell you. If that's not the best interview ever, I don't know what else to do. It was him, it was Jalen Brown, it was um, Jaime Jaquez, and it was um, Mrs. See how forgettable everything is, and I watched it. I watched it with my own face. Obi Toppin, brother, Jacob Toppin, that's who it was. It was all four of them. Mac McClung won. I don't think Jalen Brown's dunks were that explosive. That's who I wanted to win, but I didn't think they were that explosive. I think... They were meaningful to him, like one he had on a jersey of a player that he played with in high school who passed away, and then one he used Casa not, and then he dad. It like had hidden meanings, but it wasn't explosive. The dunk itself wasn't a lot. I feel like it was pretty performative, and Mac McClung did put it on the show, but I still wasn't moved. I still wasn't swayed. Like these niggas are not doing Vince Carter things. They're not doing Dominique Wilkins things. They're not doing much. You know what I'm saying? Like they could have did a lot more. They, they could have even gave themselves an alley-oop and bounced past it. Like, they didn't have too much imagination, and I hated it. I truly hated it. I was very upset by it. So, but again, somebody should definitely sign Mac McClung. Last year, he was signed to the Sixers after that, and I don't know what happened. He's back in the G League. Like, stop bringing this boy up to hurt him and let him down. But the results of the game happened tonight, and you guys know, well, last night you guys know I recorded a little earlier, so... You know, we're going to keep this part open so I can just say who won out the East and West because we're finally back to the East and West Conference. This little picking the team thing was getting on my nerves very fast. Let's go back to the basics. East versus West. And the winner is the Eastern Conference. Everybody thought the West was going to win because it was the first time Steph, Katie, and... LeBron, King James, played on the same team. But the East had a lot of the youngins on there. I believe the oldest people on that team was Damian Lillard and the Greek freak Giannis. So the score ended up being 211-186. This is the first All-Star game to break 200 points. Um, Dame was the MVP. He had 39 points, but Tyrese Halliburton was right behind him like directly behind him. They was going shot for shot almost with 32 points. They kind of wanted him to win because he's from Indiana. He's on the paces. So they was kind of itching for Tyrese to win. 
but he didn't make it. It was an okay game. Like, I like the fact that nobody plays defense, but I feel like they was doing too many threes. I'd rather, you know, a bunch of explosive dunks and good passes than people shooting from half court. That's just me, though. Like, I really like to see, like, the fun in the all-star game, not shooting from Nova Scotia. But either way, congratulations to the Eastern Conference. We are back on top, y'all. I'm so glad we got rid of that team, this person, that person thing. Bring it back to the basics. The classic always works. Somehow people have turned Club Shay Shay into Wendy Williams, and I don't know when it happened or how, but I wanted to stop. So Monique recently went on there, and I have to give her the grace that, unlike Cat Williams, the whole show wasn't talking about other people. Like, that was a two-and-a-half-hour show that Cat Williams had with Shannon Sharp, and about two hours and 35 minutes was him talking about other people. But with um, Monique, she did bring up other things, but she still talked about people. She talked about Kevin Hart, how she hasn't heard from him again. She talked about Tyler Perry, as usual. Um, She talked about Tiffany Haddish. She talked about D.L. Hughley. And, you know, them two have been, like, going back and forth. And, yeah, it's just a lot of grievances that she still had, that she always had, and she just continues to talk about them. So the D.L. Hughley one, for me, the thing that bothered me was she brought up the fact that his daughter was molested, and at first he didn't believe that she was. And, you know, he changed his tune, of course. And my thing is bringing up someone's past trauma to make a point is, like, the wackest thing you could do as a woman, as a black woman. That was another black girl. It is not up to you to discuss what she went through. It has nothing to do with you. And to bring that up was just not even in poor taste. It was pretty despicable. So um, I remember DL's wife and daughter, the one that um, whose business she brought up, basically got at her. And I don't remember having no reply to that. And she shouldn't, but it shouldn't have been, it should have been an apology, at least. So DL goes to, you know, answer her this time. And says how you call everybody your sweet babies. And I hate that. I felt I always thought that sweet baby shit sounded very condescending. Because I'm super grown and I'm not your child. Stop talking to me like I'm your kid. Like, I just didn't like that. So he said, you call everybody your sweet babies and your own kids don't fuck with you. So she, her and her daddy, quote unquote, husband, feel the need to address the internet for everything. We're going to get into this. So... They was like, well, um, me and my son are working on our relationship right now, whatever, whatever. And the son came out of nowhere and very eloquently, might I put, not only eloquently, super respectful. He came out and it looked like he he wrote it down so he would, you know, have a list of things to say. Sometimes people get scatterbrained and they just talk like this podcast is me just saying what is on the top of my head. But maybe I do need to write stuff down. But he 
basically was saying how they don't have a relationship. They haven't had a relationship for quite some time. And they're both fine with not having a relationship with each other and how she's never really been that much of a mother to him. And she's admitted that. And she also liked to placate the fact that she's not around with things, but things aren't enough. Like he wanted his mom. And he also brought up the fact that once he got with, when she got with the husband and they had two kids of their own, two sons of their own, it was like, it gave them an excuse to neglect him because, oh, he's grown now. He doesn't need me. I'm here to tell you, I'm going to be 40 years old next year. I will always need my mother. Age don't mean nothing. I will always need my mother. I just want that to be very clear. So with all that going on, like I said, eloquently, he said what he had to say. And I understood that I got it. I said, I believe it because that makes sense. Like for you to go and talk about this and talk about that, it got to be something fucked up with you too. So the next video, the husband goes and talks for three minutes. Sir, he's not talking to you. He's talking to his mother. I don't care if you're her husband. That is her child. And all actually, you're nothing to him. You're no blood relations to this kid. Well, grown man. He's like 30-something. He's speaking his truth. He's speaking his peace. She gets to go on every little tour and lie and act like she's the one that has been wronged when she has wronged her own flesh and blood. And he says it, that she has a problem taking accountability for the things she does. Here goes the husband. Oh, me and his father talk all the time. And the only person who has a problem is you. Nobody's talking to you. Monique ain't do nothing but let that man talk. So you gonna let that man talk on behalf of the fact that your son said he needed his mother and she wasn't there. And then it gets worse. She then decides to post their messages. Guess when these messages were? 2021. It has been three full years, ma'am. I know you're not sending nobody messages from the inauguration and we about to have a brand new president or a second term president in less than a year. I know you're not. You haven't seen your, spoken to your son since 2021 and you thought those were receipts that y'all were talking? I speak to my mother at least three times a day. We reach out at least three times a day. There's no way in the world you went three years without talking to your child and you think that's okay. You think that means y'all are in good standing. I'm here to tell you, sis, it's not. You're not in good standing. That whole thing bothered me. And I knew it was something that just wasn't sitting right in my spirit with that sweet baby shit. She's one of them people that's very condescending and talks down to you and does it act like, and she acts like she's doing it like politely, like she's trying to look out for you. No, you're being a dick. And I can tell it. Like, just because your tone is different doesn't mean your underlying message isn't dickish. So... I, like a few people like, well, Club Shay Shay is becoming real ratchet. It's becoming this and, and Shannon Sharp is a problem. And I truly don't think Shannon Sharp is a problem. And I'm going to tell you why. I think the general public is a problem. Shannon Sharp, when it comes to sports commentary, he is that guy. He can argue, make a point. He can sit there and hit you with stats all day. When it comes to sports, he is a phenomenon. I'm not going to take that away from him. Everything else, as an interviewer, he's quite limited. So if you can see with with Monique and Kat, she, he lets them go off on a tangent. He really don't have nothing to say. Like, he can't say much about it. That's why he lets you talk. 
And people are, oh, he should have jumped in. He can't jump in. He doesn't know when to jump in. He doesn't know what questions to ask. He's really not that good an interviewer outside of sports. Now, that show with the Sweetie thing, which I didn't like, because that, that was on the show with him and Ocho Cinco. Sweetie, they asked on the show, I'm guessing, and he kept referring to her as Quavo's ex, like she hasn't achieved anything else after that. And plus, it's been years. If you don't know what this girl's doing, why is she on your show? And then he referred, then he were um, reverted to talking about the Rolls Royce that Quavo repossessed after they broke up. He took it back, and she said, "I bought my own." It's like everything was about Quavo because he didn't know anything about Sweetie. But an interviewer would be prepared with more questions about the actual artist. She just released a song about the San Francisco 49ers before the um Super Bowl. Turns out her grandfather used to play for the Niners. That's a conversation y'all could have had. It's a legacy. Like, that's dope that she's now, like, has a rap song for the team that her granddad once played on. Like, you, and you know about football. You could have said anything about that. Again, his interviewing skills are not that sharp. But let me tell you why I blame the public. Because y'all sensationalize drama so much. All of his views come from the people talking too much. Because Chris Brown's been on that show. Usher was on that show right before the Super Bowl. Like, that's supposed to be peak timing. I'm about to tell y'all a rundown of the numbers that the Shannon Sharp show did. And then you going to see why y'all the problem. All right, so the, the Chris Brown one, which is what shocks me, is the one that's the least generated. So that one was 2.5 million people watched the Chris Brown one, right? There's one that just came out with the um, comedian Desi Banks. His is, oh, no, his is his is lower than Chris's, my bad. Desi Banks is 2.3. Chris Brown, 2.5. Usher was only 3.3 million. That's it. And that, you know what's crazy? I didn't know Usher was on the show. I had no idea Usher was on the show. Nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about Chris Brown. 21 Savage was 3.7. They talked about a little bit. A little bit about that one, right? Country Wayne, which surprised me, got 6.3 million views. He got double the views of Usher. Don't know why. Oh, I know why. Because he talked about Jess Hilarious. He said Jess Hilarious needs to move on. That's why he got 6.3 million views. The Monique interview. Now, look at this jump. 6.3 million views to 12 million. She got 12 million views this week. Cat Williams, 59 million views. Y'all watch the drama. Y'all pay attention to drama. Y'all like that. Y'all feed off that. And y'all make it fodder for whatever blog or whatever is going on. That's the problem. It's not Club Shay Shay. It's the folks that watch that part. Y'all watching that. I don't think nobody ever, it's never been 60 million people who went to see Cat Williams in real life. I know it hasn't been. His shit be on Groupon. Y'all do not go to no Cat Williams shows. But y'all definitely went and logged into YouTube to see what Cat Williams got to say. Since when? Since when do y'all care what Monique got to say? Y'all care when she talking about people. Right? And that's what I'm saying. Shannon does not have the journalistic acumen <laughs> to do this. It's not him. He is not the one being Wendy. It's a... It's, Honestly, the comedians. <laughs> it's the comedians that's doing this. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like it's very 
it's it's just weird that we do that. That is like, oh, he told about this person. Let me tune in. Why? Why must you tune in? And then the new thing is, no, I like it because we gotta hold these people accountable. Hold who accountable for what? What do we, the general public, have to do with Monique being mad at Tyler Perry? What are we going to do about that? Are we going to shut down his studio? Like, there's nothing we can do about this. Being held accountable by who? Not by us. And it's been about 10 years now, Monique. He ain't being held accountable by you either. So I'm very confused as to what we're supposed to do with this information. Now that we know what happens, does it change the price of tea in China? It doesn't, not even a little bit. And what happened to telling people how you feel about them directly to them? What is this thing with us having to go on platforms to air our grievances with people? If I don't like someone or me and someone has, a, has an issue, they know. I'm not going to go to the internet and talk about it. They know. What y'all going to do? What is the audience going to do with this? Since when was it cool? And that's the thing. It seems like y'all trying to make it seem like that's cool now. Y'all over here like, yep, she right. She's supposed to be doing it like this. Yep, he right. I believe Kat. I believe Moni. You can believe them all you want. It don't change shit. What do you think is going to change, Monique? What do you think is going to change, Kat? And even, like, because I wanted Kevin Hart to go over there because I feel like everybody's shitting on Kevin Hart and he really minds his business. I'm not understanding why Kevin Hart's catching all these trades. I'm not a Kevin Hart fan. I'm not, but the one thing that everybody's always said hands down is Kevin Hart is the nicest guy in Hollywood. So if you have a problem with Kevin Hart, why you don't say nothing to Kevin Hart? And if you can't say nothing to Kevin Hart because you can't reach out to him, then you can't have a problem with Kevin Hart because you have no way to reach him. It's just so odd to me how we became a generation of people who want to hear the tea and the gossip so bad that we are going to okay the fact that people just can't keep their mouth shut and keep their grievances to themselves. Because I'm not going to tell everybody. My boss is getting on my nerves or my boss is treating me a certain way. I'm talking to my boss. I'll talk to HR, but am I going to have a a company memo about it? I'm not, because what the hell can they do about it? So what can we, as the general public, do about the fact that Monique got blackballed? What can we do? We going to fund her a movie? We can't do nothing about that. Why tell everybody? Why feel the need to fuck up other people's re reputations because you and them don't get along? Because he may be the devil to you, but that person could be a blessing to somebody else. And your issue, it seemed like Monique issues, uh, she lacks accountability. And she may have to look inside herself and see why nobody wants to work with her. Nobody's going to bat for you. 50 Cent said he would. But 50 Cent does a lot of shit out of spite. So he'll do it just to spite this person or that person because he might be in competition with them with the show. I don't understand why we're so hell-bent on knowing all the business or someone telling all the business. What, where does that leave us? Where does that leave them? 
Monique, you are on tour with Cat Williams. And I hope it's lucrative. I hope y'all make money. But I also hope y'all shut the fuck up forever. I do. Because there's nothing that can be done about your little gripes and y'all issues. There's nothing that can be done. And you telling us means what? I just don't like the way that's handled. I don't, and I know it's a list out here about what men do that sassy, but I don't like adults that do this. I don't like men or women that feel the need to tell everybody that they got a problem with this person, but don't talk to that person or don't see this person enough to address the fact that they have a problem. When do you move forward? When do we move on? At some point, Monique has to move on. At some point. It's been X amount of years. You got to make your money another type of way. Or you got to figure out another way how to make it yourself. Either way. And then she said something about that. The park has been, the park has made $5 billion. I don't think any UPN show made $5 billion. I truly don't. And the park was not that good a show. We don't even put that in the top 10. I, I don't believe that $5 billion number. That's a large fucking number to throw around. Um, I feel like at some point, you got to let that hurt go and let that hate go because it's only stopping you. It's only stopping your money. You having issues with everybody, even on the Breakfast Club. They Charlamagne gave himself dunky today, and I don't know why. He was right the first time. He was. Because when he did that Netflix special, when she did that Netflix special, when she finally got it, what happened? She didn't make, she didn't pull in no millions of people. I think 500,000 people watched it. And she wanted a million dollars. She got a dollar for every viewer. They want to give her 500000 She said, no, you couldn't even pull a million viewers on Netflix. He was not wrong. You just didn't like the fact that he wasn't wrong. So when do you let this go? When is it? Because apparently on her last her last show with the Cat Williams tour, she said, um, I'm sorry for telling Oprah and Tyler Perry, you suck my dick. So, okay, so if this is how you feel, and this is what you want to do. They don't owe you no apology. They don't owe you no money. They don't owe you nothing, because if you going to go on tour and disrespect them, what the fuck I need to apologize to you for? That's it. You got your shit off then. You feel the way. Congratulations. You're not going to progress. You're not. And I feel like us, as the audience, we have to stop promoting this we have to stop feeling like it's okay to hear all this gossip all this is is gossip and you could believe who you want to believe somebody could be lying somebody could be telling the truth but what does it matter to you does it change the way you wake up tomorrow morning does it change what you do throughout the day does it have any effect on your daily life at all so why does it matter why does it matter so much to y'all what happens with these celebrities? This is a podcast. I don't really care either way what happens with these celebrities. I'm just telling y'all my thoughts on things. But as far as this person did me wrong and this person did that and this person did that, that is not going to let anyone want to fixate this situation. That will make people want to stay further away from you because it sounds like you're a problem. It sounds like drama follows you. And at our big big ages, who wants to be around drama? At the end of the day, we have to stop falling for it. We have to stop going, ooh, 
look at this clickbait. Oh, somebody's mad at this. We have to be better. We have to do better. Because the more attention we give these kind of things, the more chatty things get. So, like I said earlier, I don't think Shannon is the problem. I think it's us. Our weekly hustle comes from the actual show Gossip Girl and Blake Lively's character Serena Vanderwoodson. And it goes, people gossip. People are insecure, so they talk about other people so that they won't be talked about. They point out flaws in other people to make them feel good about themselves. This has been According to Fox. Have a great week, y'all. See y'all next week.